Welcome to the Dash Arts podcast, seeing the world through an artistic lens. I'm Josephine Burton. And I'm Rachel Head. And this is our farewell to 2022 brief podcast. Just to wrap up the year, we've done an awful lot at Dash and made a lot of work about it. Yeah, I think this has probably been the busiest year in our existence. I mean, having three podcasts three productions running over the course of the year it's just huge plus all the podcast and all the community programming in the UK and abroad I, I think it's been very productive I mean it certainly has even the small amount of uh, of productions that I've been involved with and you've been across literally all of them yes for so of you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thinking I mean, about yeah, it that. I mean Rachel in wearing different hats not just documenting them through the podcast I mean we were privileged to have you as our production manager in Middlemarch and line you know and, and managing all the ops and stage managing Babinyar so it's been really lovely to have you as part of our of our world over this over this year thank you you're right it has probably been the year that I've been the most involved with all the different aspects of Dash's work tell me a little bit about what's been your favorite favorite moments oh. this year there have been so many. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so to to have created three such different shows, to have made the middle march and and really got to know Coventry and and work with all those community, community members and live up in Coventry and spend time in the University at Warwick and to develop that show along the streets was just totally brilliant. I loved kind of wandering around the streets of Coventry beneath the cathedral and bumping into audience members who were also part of our kind of journey around the streets. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, that was a highlight. It was a constant highlight being in the rehearsal room uh, and then in on stage with Dido's Bar and being constantly reminded that this was a show that had happened from a one brief encounter in Helsinki five years ago. And now there were uh, almost you know, 100 people in different capacities working and supporting and developing and making and creating this dream. That was just a constant thrill and to really be part of its evolution from those beginnings to the end was just unbelievable. And then I think Babinyar really also just having developed it last year and seen the Ukrainian show uh, kind of take legs, take, take, so take steps through the course of the year and how politics and war and the, you know, the Russian war in Ukraine and seeing that impact on the work and our, our audience's understanding of Ukraine uh, change has been really interesting. What's happened over the course of the year, the profile, the awareness of Ukraine and Ukraine's current politics have impacted on our show. And so it has, like the audiences are just fascinated. We did it in Germany a couple of weeks ago and people were really, really interested and stayed for the post-show Q&A and really wanted to be part of understanding better, I think, what it is to be Ukrainian today. Everybody has stayed. We've done a Q&A. We only did, didn't do a Q&A once and people were... Like, can we ask questions? Can we talk? So many more people have stayed than than you normally see in theatre Q and A's. You know, I've worked on so many shows in the past like six, seven years, and and it's will stay there with me as one of the most special things I've ever been a part of. Wow. Well, I was going to ask you what your what your highlights are, <laughs> Rachel. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like Babinyar is definitely Babinyar. I think um, I think Middlemarch. So many elements of it were fabulous and bonkers, and there was just so much that went. There was so much that went into making those worlds, those those miniature sort of um, capsules of of the eighties for the sets, and and sort of then seeing people interact with them was really fun. But I think, you know, the other thing that I really want to take forward, and I suppose it's a, it look, it's a kind of looking forward moment as well as a, a highlight of the year, is the, is just, is Maruf himself, our amazing mm. 
my, you know, our amazing composer of, of Dido's Bar and the journey that Maruf and I went on as artists, supporting each other, kind of holding each other's hands in our development of this new project together, which was very unusual to create that kind of immersive, kind of immersive world where breaking down all sorts of interesting fourth walls where the audience are part of the band, the band, sorry, the, the audience are part of the bar and everybody else's. And what he did to create a full length score, responding to Hattie's lyrics written in English, uh, responding to all of our kind of you know collaborative processes to develop a score which was part sung and then part underscoring uh, but it was a full you know two hour plus score that he made for the first time unbelievably beautifully and just was so well received that music in so you know so many different quarters and to do that in the UK in his fifth language I mean I you know I cannot I cannot sort of uh, pay enough tributes to him and in going forward i I you know, one of my real kind of hopes and is that we find a way to bring the show to Finland in order to sort of celebrate him there because he deserves to be acknowledged and celebrated for that for for that for that extraordinary um, achievement. Yeah, you're so right. An extraordinary person and and so full of of joy for what he's creating and it's been a real joy to sort of get to know him this year as well yeah it really does and also and it's not just Merif and I it's also with everybody and and it's not just even just the creatives I think the 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 extraordinary highlight for me I think also as well I think of all of them has been the amount of amazing people we've worked with this year the production crews the art the actors the musicians and all our partners I mean you know the partners who have enabled us who believed in the work in Coventry in Leicester, in Manchester, mm. in Oxford, in Portsmouth and, and in the docks in the Newham. I just, you know, it's enormous, like I'm enormously grateful to to all of them for believing in it, for going in it, for investing so much time and 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 to the amazing Dash team who've just worked so seriously hard to bring everything off. So I think it's the people that have been the highlight of the of the year, the people and what they've put in to make the projects happen. Definitely. What's been your favourite podcast episode this year? Oh, I thought I was going to ask you that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really enjoyed the reflection one that we did at the beginning of the year, looking back on how the show, had, uh, the, the Babinyar show in Kiev, mm. hearing from Svetlana and Mariana and Yuri about about what it was to, to bring Babinyar to, to Ukraine. Obviously, that all happened before the war, so it feels incredibly poignant. That's one, I think, one of all my highlights. And I and I love the protests on podcasts. I love the I love the um internationally and hearing Billy Bragg talking about the podcast. And then of course the podcast that we we've just released just now with the young people and here it's just such a different approach to something and just tribute to you and Christina Rachel for, for going on a different direction and bringing in other voices. So that's another highlight. What about you? What about you? I actually really loved the recreating middle march the like the reflection the last episode that i did looking back on middle march um with amy and ryan uh was just so much fun they were basically best friends by the end of that show and sort of being part they've got such like an infectious energy um so doing that and looking back at that was really fun and then i really loved the the first i mean the whole series but the the, you know, the first episode where I got to look at epic poetry and talk to all these experts and their individual, you know, performers that are sort of re-looking at big epic poems and how they might be translated to the stage and told in in st- sort of, you know, story format over an hour or an hour and a half. And that sort of, the whole series on like why we tell, where the stories that we tell come from. And I think it ties in so well with what with what Dash does. So big question then, what is Dash looking towards for 2023? 
quite a few things are under wraps, but but the the we're, we're kicking off in January with Crimea 5am, which I'm really excited about. It's going to be a challenging and um, powerful piece of writing uh, to bring to the stage. It is a text which um, draws together, it's a play which draws together interviews with the, the families of 10 political prisoners in, in Crimea there. These are Crimean Tatars who are... Um, citizen journalists who are trying to report the abuses of, of human rights abuses that are being put onto the community by the Russian FSB who are occupying Crimea. And this journalist has sort of gone to the families, spoken where possible to these to these prisoners and built this uh, world, this vision of a world, which isn't just about what it is to be arrested at five o'clock in the morning, but it's also the kind of the lives of these women, how they met their husbands, how they built their communities, how they tapped into and understood their Crimean Tatar culture, which which is which was almost completely destroyed when the uh, Stalin moved the Crimean Tatars, who were like indigenous to Crimea. He moved them to Uzbekistan in 1944, and then they only came back to their kind of native land when Ukraine invited them in back after their independence in 1991. So, um, this this sort of Tatar lifestyle was almost lost, and it was rekindled. And this play is sort of about that and 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 being Crimean Tatar, and also what happened when the what happened to the families when their men were all arrested. And we're bringing it to life on stage in the kiln in in January with a bun- with because there are forty voices of people that were interviewed. So I couldn't quite bring bring our budgets to make to be able to cast forty people. So we are um, we're we, we're working with a, with some actors and journalists and activists who are going to share between them this amazing play. We're bringing it to stage, uh, bringing it to stage, and I'm looking forward to the process to learn a lot more about Crimean Tatars. Uh, and to bring in some experts into the room and, and have that be able to build that world that I feel Dash really aspires to do as much as possible, which is to kind of go deep into something and learn and then share that learning with audiences. So there'll be post-show chats, various other ways to uh, build pictures of the world. And then the show, the actual event is free, which is amazing. So uh, we're doing it at the Kiln on the 16th of January. And come, come and come and hear, hear this performance. It will be really moving and powerful. And it's also this tribute to the women of the community it's largely women that we're casting so that's the first thing and then we are starting a new project called uh public house which is 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 we've been a little bit we've we've sort of been mentioning it over the last couple of months through the podcast i think thinking about englishness albion is our is our new big series and i know we're going to release a podcast in the new year about Albion what is Albion like is it is it even connected to Englishness in England is it something bigger than that well I know we're going to answer all those questions because I'm yeah. looking I'm just learning about it but certainly um we are going to create a project which reflects on I on English identity and who we are today and we're going to start that by running a series of workshops around uh, the country with communities where we are bringing some amazing facilitators and educators in to help us talk like work out what makes a good speech and and why and then with these people in with these communities look at the things that they want to change and make better in their communities and give them the tools and provide them with the tools and the uh, ways to speak out and sort of push for change locally and learn from them I'm really excited to learn what people want to change in their communities and I hope from that to create a future production which will be inspired by the thoughts reflections and activism of the communities and the people in the communities that we meet around the country amazing where are you going we are going to coventry birmingham norwich portsmouth manchester and newham 
Sorry. I really put you on the spot there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but I hope that's the list. I'm pretty sure that's the list. Yeah, it has been an amazing year, and we've I've learned we've learned so much, we've done so much, we've made so many connections, and built some kind of creative, beautiful creative projects. That amazing exhilaration has been a little bit tempered by the news that we've just heard that Dash Arts is not is no longer going to be regularly funded by the Arts Council. We have an address in London, although our work is increasingly not really in London. And went through a bit of a process trying to work out if we should move, but decided that because um, there's no one specific location for us to be based, um, uh, that we probably should stay put. We um, we were no, we've been told that we are no longer going to be get kind of a, the amount of money that we get from the Arts Council every year because of it, because we're staying in London. And I understand that the, the politics of it all is very complicated, and it is really you know vital that culture and the arts is levelled up around the country. I'm sad yeah. that in the process of it, process of it though, um, we've been we've been part of a levelling down. We are trying to work through a, a, a like a a vision of Dash that will that will sustain and continue to create all these amazing projects and connections and work with so many amazing artists. I'm sure we shall, but it's been, it's a, it's a sad note to end on after such an amazing year and, and to be kind of, to be pushed to go on a little journey to, to kind of, to investigate and understand our future is, it's part of who we are, I suppose, constantly searching. And it's just, it's a, it's just I hope it's not going to shake rock the boat too much for us no no but it's been really hard as you know with all the work that everyone's put into those all those applications and the relationships that you've been developing for so long but it certainly doesn't seem to have slowed down the the dash program too much with all the work that you're doing next year yeah well mm-hmm. because I think partly because we are like wonderfully and unusually we've we've we, we quite often get to the end of a massive program and go, oh, wow, okay, now let's take, so take a breath and then start planning. But because of, partly because of COVID and partly because we were trying to change as an organisation, we've started already, we'd already started um, a series of projects and started to receive funding and develop partnerships for those projects already beyond this year. So they have to happen because they, you know, the, the will is there and the funding is there to make those projects happen. So that's great. And I, I guess I, I have to pay just an enormous tribute to my whole team who have who are coping with all of the change and the, the slight uncertainty about what that means for us all and have pulled off the most amazing like an the most amazing program of, of over the last year and worked so hard to develop all the community links to fundraise to market to build and hold us all together so like you know we are only as strong as the amazing team that um, enable us to do that so just like massive hooray and thanks to everybody at Dash including our trustees for this phenomenal year. Well looking forward to 2023 and the next podcast episode that will be out will be as you say one on Albion which is sort of a continuation of our looking at storytelling and a crossover into um, the 2023 program um, of looking at Englishness and and what that means. I'm excited about it. So am I. Can't wait to learn. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you, Rachel. Have a great break. And I will, well, obviously seeing some of the Dash, the world of Dash uh, back in January um, for Premier 5am. Can't wait.